0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 175. So this week, it was Ascension. And you might think, well, what, what is that? Well, Ascension is the name that the church came up with when Jesus left his disciples after Easter. Remember, the timeline is, is that he died, he was resurrected and he was only with the disciples a very short time before he ascended before he left them and this is kind of an interesting text because you know sometimes we wonder okay we when we follow Christ it's like okay I get it Jesus died yep get that and then he was resurrected okay get that and it's like, okay, well, now what? You know, we kind of get stuck after Easter. It's like, well, how does it all apply to me? How does it all apply to me? Now he died, now he was resurrected. So, what about me 2,000 years later? Where do I fit into this story? And this is kind of what the Ascension talks about really, our place in this world what we're about, why we're here. And, you know, I was thinking, if I was in the the disciples' position and Jesus told me he was leaving, which is what he did. The story is, is he said to them, look, I'm not going to stay here with you after, you know, resurrection. It's not going to be life as usual. It's going to be different. But... I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who will clothe you with power from on high. I'm leaving. He was with them about 40 days. He says, I'm leaving. But but I'm going to send you someone who will clothe you with power from on high. Now, if that was me, and if I had been with Jesus three years, and this was my beloved teacher, and this was the most significant one in my life. And the most significant one in my life said, okay, I'm leaving, but you'll be okay, because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. I would not be okay with this at all. I know it. <laughs> I know myself. I have an extremely difficult time with change, unless I'm the one that orchestrates the change, right? Then I'm, then I'm fine. But I do not like people leaving at all. It's one of the most difficult things I struggle with. Um, and I know myself that if Jesus said, okay, I'm leaving, you're going to be okay. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. It's like, I don't even know what the Holy Spirit is for sure if I was a disciple, but I wouldn't want it. I would want him to be with me and life go on as usual. I would want that security, So I am kind of amazed at this text that the disciples uh, received what Jesus said and they waited with joy. Because the last thing Jesus said to to them was, now I'm leaving, I'm going to send you the Spirit. The Spirit will clothe you with power from on high. So just stay here. Wait around here in Jerusalem until it happens. And they're in this waiting time and they're waiting with joy. And this is the part that always, last few years, this has just leapt out at me personally. It's like, how in the world can they wait with joy during unsettling times of loss? Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Unsettling times, waiting times, when your plans are not quite Working out the way you would like them to work out. Things that are a bit up in the air. Maybe there's just too much unknown for your personal comfort. How do you deal with that? What's all that about? Because, you know, we're in these sort of strange places a lot, this time of waiting, aren't we? We can be waiting for a relationship to change or... Uh, Waiting for a healing to happen so we can get better and stronger we could be waiting for courage to do what we really long to do but we're a bit apprehensive Uh, we could be waiting for some sort of interchange like that or it could be something practical like I'm waiting on a new job or I'm waiting on a new employee which would be in our case. So, yeah, times of waiting, times, times of change. It's a, it's a common part of life. And as far as the scripture is concerned, the scripture has a fair piece to say on waiting. I mean, one of the most well-known verses, lines in the scripture is, you know, when we're waiting, uh, it is be still and know that I am God. And that's, that's so helpful in a way because like be still. Usually we're not very still when we're waiting because waiting can be an anxious time. And so one of the promises is learn how to be still. Yeah, be still and know that I am God even when everything is up in the air. However, these disciples were not anxious like I I would be, and like maybe you can relate to me as well. These disciples wait with joy. They decide to wait with joy. Now, of course, and I've mentioned this before, waiting would be easy if we knew in advance that everything would work out the way we wanted. But of course, we don't know how long we're going to be in limbo. We don't know how long we're going to wait. We don't really know how things are going to work out. And it's very easy for us when we look at the future. or It doesn't have to be the far future. It can just be later on in the day or tomorrow. We can get attached to a particular outcome. We latch on to things that we really, really hope will happen. And then when it doesn't happen, we become very disappointed. So it's just something to be aware of. Uh, I think it's a part of our spiritual growth to, yes, you can want certain things and desire certain things, but this whole idea of holding loosely so that uh, ultimately we can say whatever God wants is what I want is the best place to be in our spiritual, emotional lives as Jesus modeled for us right, uh, before he died and throughout his life. So how can these disciples wait during a time of Jesus is gone and they're not sure exactly when this Holy Spirit is coming, whatever that is, how can they be waiting with joy? Well, one of the things the scripture tells us is, is that When they waited, it was a particular kind of waiting. Uh, This is from the book of Acts. Luke tells us that, Luke wrote the book of Acts. Luke tells us that they, first of all, when they were waiting, they constantly devoted themselves to prayer. That was one thing. And also, they are not on their own. They hung out together. Yeah so important and this is what the big lack nowadays this is the big thing that we miss we we, we didn't have much of it pre-COVID and we certainly have lost a lot since COVID they didn't do everything on their own they hung out together they constantly devoted themselves to prayer so they're intentional about the waiting And they're not on their own. They hung out together. Jesus' mother would have been there. His brothers would have been there. The 12 would have been, well, the 11, because Judas is dead now. There would have been a lot of other women disciples that are never named. A lot of other students that are nameless. I mean, many, many people. So these young followers of Jesus' way really relied upon one another. While they wait, actually, they relied upon one another for everything, which I can see will be the way of the future for us. But I think this is uh, missing in a lot of our lives, and I think it's something that we need. The spiritual lesson being you don't have to be a spiritual or emotional, for that matter, lone ranger. Lone ranger, spirituality, mentality takes you only so far. Takes you only so far. These early followers hung out together. They had each other for company. They didn't go through things alone. So that's one thing that brings them joy. Right? You know, if you're not all by yourself, as soon as you have a friend by your side, it is so much easier, right? So much easier when you know you can pick up the phone or you can meet with someone or talk to someone and really helps. So they're waiting. The ascension. Jesus is gone. Left them. And they're in this time of waiting. And they're, they don't know how long they're going to wait. Actually, they don't have to wait that long. They only have to wait 10 days before the Holy Spirit comes. But nonetheless, they don't know that. So they're, they're waiting And they're waiting on something specific. I mean, Jesus was very clear. This is what's going to happen. God is going to send you the Holy Spirit, the one who will clothe you with power from on high. So there's the image. It's like a covering, isn't it? If he's talking about being clothed with something, it's like we are being... What is that an image of? It's like we're being... Wrapped in something that we need. We're given something that we need. And Jesus called that something the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit has many other names, but that's what he's calling it in this case Spirit of God, energy of God, many names. So, again, Just the fact that they're in this time of great change and transition, they're filled with joy. Things aren't exactly going according to plan. I thought Jesus would be with us always now that he was resurrected. I mean, I thought the worst was behind us, right? We all went through the death. That was totally traumatizing. Then we have Easter. Then things are somewhat, kind of, a little bit, kind of back to normal in a way, but not really. And now he's gone again, right? So it's like, what's going on here? All these changes. And the last thing he said to them is, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm not going to be with you like before. I'm gonna always be with you, but it's not gonna be like before. Not gonna be walking around with you, talking to you, having barbecue with you. It's not gonna be that way. But here's the thing. Easter isn't the end of the story. What's going to happen is once I leave us, I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to send you my spirit, Holy Spirit, my energy, my power, my breath. God's going to clothe you, clothe you with power from on high. So wait, and once you get it, God will give you everything you need for what lies ahead. Now this is this is vital for us because it's not just given to. The first few followers. The promise is, this is every follower of Christ, God will give you everything you need for what lies ahead. So you can be still. You don't have to fret because I'm going to be with you. I'll be with you, but it's going to be in a different way. I'll still teach you. I'll still lead you. I'll influence you. I'll tell you when you're off track, but It's gonna be different because I'm not gonna be standing right in front of you. The Spirit will come, clothe you with power from on high, and you're gonna carry on the work that I began. You are going to carry on living in this world the way that I taught you how to live. In other words, you're gonna be my hands and feet in this world. And when people see you, they're gonna catch a glimmer of me. And that's gonna change people's lives and it's going to bring healing and it's going to bring forgiveness and everything good that you have ever received from God, you have capacity to give that to someone else. Every single good thing you have ever, ever had in your entire life that you, that you would say today, yeah, God gave me that. God's helped me there. God's, God, um, God must have been with me there. Yeah, Jesus would say, you have the ability to pass that on. other people. Now there's many many different ways that can be done. I'm not going to go into that just now. I just want to talk about the promise of this empowerment today. Now this was a big change of plan for the first students because their plan was quite different than God's plan. Have you ever had a sense that maybe your plan for your life isn't quite aligned with God's plan because it's not working out? Right, right, it's a common thing, right? Ever had a block where you can't seem to just secure what you want? Right, yeah, this is common, common. If you read the book of the Acts, you'll see this. The early Christians, the early followers had this a lot. Actually, they were called the people of the way, which isn't a bad name, is it? It's like, you're a Christian? It's like, I'm, I'm a, a person of the way. I'm a person of the way of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ. That's a good name. So anyway, they uh, they had to change their plans because, you know, they wanted originally uh, some major political changes in their land. And they were hoping that that's what Jesus would do. I mean, now that Jesus is alive after Easter. I mean, they're hoping that now at last, surely now he's really going to show his power and finally fix this corrupt, oppressive government that we're under, right? So that was their plan. They're thinking, surely he's going to move against this government. I mean, it's, there's something far wrong. There's something far wrong here surely they're going to surely he's going to do something, and basically jesus answers uh, that's not what you need it's not what you need at this time. What you need is you need to be clothed with power from on high Now it's not like he's dismissing their requests because they want Israel to be restored and they want peace in their land, and they want food on the table, and they want a happy life. There's nothing wrong with any of these basic human needs. But what Jesus does is, is he says, that's not a first concern. What you need is, before you do anything else, power. Dunamis comes from our word dynamite. You need the dynamite of the spirit. You need the dynamite of the spirit. And by the way, about your vision about defeating these Romans and getting your land back, that, that's not on the agenda for you at this time. We're doing things a different way. You're gonna be my witnesses to the world, not just to Israel, whatever, whatever plans you have. Uh, this is a worldwide concern. So just wait, you'll be given more instruction. In the meantime, wait. So they wait and they wait with joy. Before they can get any of their questions answered, really, they wait with joy. So there they are, waiting with joy. Now, as I reflect on this, how you can be in an insecure time, how you can be in a time where your plans are not working out and the future's unknown, uh, if you're waiting with joy at some level, you have to let go of specific expectations of how your life has to be, how it has to turn out. Right? Now, if these early followers, if they had said, well, no, we're just going to hold on to our plan. We want Rome overthrown. And that's what we are about. We want home rule and we want vindication and we want freedom and... Well, if they had spent their life doing that, they would have missed, first of all, what God had for them. And secondly, Rome fell in the year 410. So it's not exactly imminent, right? The fall of Rome isn't exactly imminent. And in other words, they would have spent their lifetime uh, going after something that, that couldn't be accomplished. So the point being is that they had to be open to another plan, another way, another way of living. It's like, are they open to a new agenda, a new plan, a new goal? And I think they were, because this is why they can wait with joy, because they're saying, okay, well, okay. Maybe things aren't going to work out the way that... I was hoping. I'm going to let go of my idea and I'm going to be open to yours, God. I, I really wanted this, but sounds like you have something else. Sounds like you want us to have this Holy Spirit, for one thing, right? I mean, would that change things for us if we had that approach in the choices that we need to make, would that change things for us if we were a little bit more like, okay, God, I, you know, I, I'm just open. I'm not exactly sure. I'm open, and what you want to do in this situation, and how you would have me respond, where would where you would have me be, the whole thing. I just want to be open. Just whatever is best for me at this time. Whatever your will is for me at this time, that's what I want. And so I'm just going to wait upon, I'm just going to wait on that. That's, that would be the prayer, right? That would be like the heart cry. That would be the prayer. When it says that they're waiting and they're, they're, they're praying, I think that that means that their motivation, their heart cry is, it's like, let's just wait on God. I wonder what God's going to do here. I wonder what, wonder what God's going to bring and I think that we can take that attitude, that prayerful way of living into any situation. You know, in a conflict, we can kind of wait prayerfully. What is the best action or no action here? You know, if our lives are really about serving God, if, if they truly are about serving God, then, then we want God's blessing on decisions that we make, right? We don't want to just go ahead and, you know, regret, <laughs> right? We don't want to just go ahead. We want to be able to wait. But I think in order to wait with joy, because this is my thing with these disciples, then there has to be a loosening of the grip on what, I want, my desires, my will. And that's always the challenge, isn't it? But it takes us into a completely different space. You know, when we, when we take our hands off a bit and when we're not so insistent, it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off us in many ways because, you know, then we're like, well, you know, I can't control this. And it's like, no, you can't. God can And this is the wonder of the Holy Spirit because, you know, I I just remembered this this week. The early people were waiting on the Holy Spirit and then the Spirit came and filled them and they were clothed with power. And here's the amazing thing for us. We don't have to wait so much for the Holy Spirit. We already have the Spirit living in us. We already have, we already, we've been clothed with power from on high now yes certainly can we forget that sure we can can we go ahead in our own strength and get exhausted and stressed out and tired absolutely yes but nonetheless we already have this spirit this energy this power, clothing us and helping us you know the scripture says you know you you couldn't even believe in God if you You know, sometimes people think, well, do I have the Holy Spirit? Scripture says you couldn't even believe in God without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God's as close as your breath. You have the Spirit. You have the Spirit. Now, relying on the Spirit, yeah, that's another lesson. And we'll be looking more at this next week when it's Pentecost, another uh, major, major time in the, in the church's beginning where the Spirit just did amazing, amazing things. But for us today, for those of us who are in this kind of limbo place of waiting, we have the Spirit and God says, and this is why it's so amazing, it's God that's saying all this. God is saying, I will give you everything you need at the time that you need it. So it's like, you can trust me on this. You can hold on to this. You can, yeah, keep me to my word. It's like, keep me to my word. You can trust me on this. I'll give you everything you need. You have the power. You have everything you need to get through this time and wait with joy. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Help us to wait with joy. Thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.